What kind of people is it that God uses to spread His message and share His offer of grace? Are they beautiful people or educated people or well-connected people? Does God restrict His work to famous people or brilliant people or exceptional people? Must missionaries be especially gifted people or skilled people or trained people? Who is it exactly who is qualified to share God's message of grace? You might be surprised to learn the only requirement seems to be a willingness to do it. In fact, God has a history through the ages of using what what I call ordinary missionaries, regular people like you and me, to deliver His message. One such ordinary missionary, if you will, who prophesied about the birth of Christ 700 years before it happened was the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. His willing response to God's call in his life serves as an example to us today of how God uses ordinary but willing people to do His extraordinary work. If you were here last week, you heard the message I preached from Isaiah chapter 6 about Isaiah's vision of God and his awareness of his own sin that resulted from that and his awareness of the sin of his people and their need. In fact, you, you heard that passage read earlier this morning. If you weren't here last week, I hope you'll go back and listen to that message as well online. But today I want to focus on verse 8 and what God asked and how Isaiah responded. It's just the one verse I want to read, so you can just remain seated. In Isaiah chapter 6, after all of those things happened... Isaiah says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me, Isaiah said. You know, a missionary is someone typically thought of as being sent on a mission mission from God in our case. Isaiah was volunteering for mission service. He was volunteering to be sent and to speak what God told him to say. Isaiah was an ordinary Israelite who heard God's call and volunteered. And now Isaiah is known as the prince of the prophets. His words are quoted more frequently in the New Testament by the New Testament writers than any other Old Testament writer. So you might wonder then, why am I calling Isaiah an ordinary missionary? In fact, you might argue that a missionary by definition is an extraordinary person. To use a, a popular buzzword, we might say that missionaries are extreme Christians because they're so committed, so dedicated, so sacrificial that they're willing to to do whatever God asks, to go wherever God sends. We we regard them highly. We respect them because of that, the sacrifices they make in order to fulfill their mission. 
Some of them leave family and friends to move halfway around the world to live as Christians among people who may have no other Christian witness. So we're naturally inclined to regard missionaries as extraordinary people. But here's the truth. If missionaries are extraordinary people, it isn't because extraordinary people become missionaries. It's because people who surrender themselves to God's will for their lives become extraordinary people in the hands of God. Let me say that one more time. It's because people who surrender themselves to God's will in their lives become extraordinary people in the hands of God as God uses them. We who are ordinary become extraordinary to the extent that we have surrendered ourselves to God's purposes in our lives. Now, it's probably no secret to you that some preachers are often tempted to think a little too highly of themselves because our job is to speak for God, and that goes to some people's heads. But that's really a big mistake because if we know our, our Bibles, we know that God can speak through anybody or anything. God spoke to Moses through a bush, didn't He? <laughs> a bu an inanimate object God used. Sure, it was a burning bush that wasn't consumed by the fire, the Bible says, but it was still just a bush after all. Now Moses didn't respond to God's call as enthusiastically as Isaiah did. Moses was reluctant. Moses was resistant. He, he protested. He gave God all of these reasons why he, he wasn't the right guy for the mission. In fact, one of them was, he said, God, I'm inarticulate. I, I can't speak well. You don't want to be speaking through me. And, and Moses was saying this to a God who was speaking to him through a bush. Come on, Moses. Well, Moses finally caught on, and to his credit, he surrendered. But did God need a, a pretty bush or an educated bush or an extraordinary bush in some way? No, of course not. God didn't speak through the bush because the bush was special. The bush was special because God spoke through it. Listen to some words that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians in Corinth in the first century. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul writes, For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before Him. It is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts boast in the Lord. 
Now that last quotation there was a quotation from the prophet Jeremiah, but Isaiah would have said, Amen. Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Isaiah, the prince of the prophets, knew that he was nothing but an ambassador for the one that he later called the Prince of Peace. His words in our text this morning, Isaiah 6, 8, are in a very significant way the most important words in all of Isaiah's writing. Because if Isaiah had never said, Here I am, Lord, send me, we'd never have heard of Isaiah. Isaiah would have disappeared into the pages of history, never to be heard from again. If Isaiah had not responded as he had. So these words are of supreme significance in Isaiah's life and call and ministry. Isaiah became extraordinary. His humble surrender to God's call in his life has given him a place in history as one of the most extraordinary of God's ordinary missionaries. But God didn't speak through Isaiah because Isaiah was special. Isaiah was special because he let God speak through him. My point is still, God speaks and does His work through ordinary missionaries. The person that we regard as the father of the modern missions movement It's a man named William Carey. Perhaps you've heard of him. Carey was a cobbler, that is, a a shoemaker and a shoe repairman, who lived, as one historian put it, in a forgotten village in the dullest period of the dullest of all centuries. As ordinary as it gets, apparently. He was born in 1761 in a rural village north of London, But when he was 17 years old, he gave his life to Jesus. He was baptized. He joined the local Baptist church. And as a young adult, he began to hear God's call to go overseas to share the gospel. And this was in a time when that was was not regular. People didn't do that the way they have in the days since. So on October the 2nd, 1792, the 31-year-old cobbler helped found an organization called the Particular Baptist Society for the Propagation of the Gospel Among the Heathen. Now that's a mouthful, a long way of saying uh, it was a, a mission society to share the gospel with those who hadn't heard it. The following year in 1793, Carey went as a missionary to India, where he stayed for the remaining 41 years of his life. And when all was said and done, Carey had translated the Bible into six languages and founded over a hundred rural schools for the people of India. He published the first Indian newspaper. He wrote dictionaries and grammars in five different languages. He founded Sarampur College, which is still training ministers to this day. Perhaps most importantly, though, Carey inspired thousands upon thousands of other Christians to follow his example in mission service, thereby becoming the father of the modern missions movement. 
All because an ordinary shoemaker heard God's voice saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And he responded with the words, Here am I, send me. Now God didn't speak through Carrie because Carrie was special. Carrie was special because he let God speak through him. Are you starting to sense a theme here? In 1812, Adoniram Judson heard God's call, and he responded, Here am I, send me. He went to India first, but when he wasn't allowed to evangelize in India the way he wanted to, he wound up in a place that was then called Burma. Today it's called Myanmar. And he invested his life there. And it was years before he won a single convert, but he kept on serving he was accused at one point of being a British spy, and he was put into prison, but he kept on serving. He outlived two wives, but he kept on serving. Judson had set a goal when he got to Burma of translating the Bible into Burmese and founding a church of a hundred members before he died. Years before he, he had a single convert, but he had a goal of a church with a hundred members before he passed off the scene. Well, at the time he died, his translation of the Bible was finished and complete. It's still in print today. But he didn't leave a church of a hundred. Instead, he left a hundred churches with 8,000 members who continued to bear spiritual fruit through the generation such that his spiritual descendants are still around today. You know, the, the Myanmar government today is persecuting Christians terribly. Many of them have had to flee the country as refugees. One particular people group in which uh, Judson had a great deal of success was, uh, is the Korean people. And one Sunday in my previous church, we had a choir of Korean refugees who were singing for us. And one of the songs they sang was, Have Thine Own Way, Lord. The same songs we sing. And those Korean refugees, those Christian believers persecuted for their faith are the direct spiritual descendants of Adoniram Judson. But God didn't speak through Judson because Judson was special. Judson was special because he let God speak through him. Again, I say, God speaks and does His work through ordinary missionaries. Ordinary missionaries like us. Like us, you say? Yes, like you, like me. I started this message in the 8th century B.C., made a couple of stops in the 18th and the 19th centuries A.D. But think with me now for a moment about a few more contemporary missionaries. Florine Miller was Central Baptist Church's first appointed foreign missionary. You may likely recognize her name. She served in China and Japan. She was even interred in an internment camp for a period of time during World War II because our nation was at war with the Japanese. 
she served and she is honored in this hallway back behind the baptistry that is lined with pictures of missionaries that we have connection with. Bill and Kate Carter served in Chile. Their son Charlie is, and his family, they're still very active members here at Central, as was Kate until she passed a, a few years ago. James and June Clark served in Congo in Africa. After re returning to Africa following their second furlough spent in Johnson City, Jim Clark wrote a letter to Pastor Canaday here at Central. And in that letter he said, among other things, the people at Central were so good to us. Our spiritual lives were renewed and strengthened by fellowship and conversation with so many of you. And your statement that Brother Clark was going to a foreign country to share the love and message of Christ is a challenge that I shall try to live up to. And so he did. In fact, his widow June, though she's living in Houston now near her daughter, at 95 years of age, she's still a member here at Central Baptist Church. Of course, you know Jeff and Robin Owens, who are presently serving in Moldova. They spend much time here at Central on their furloughs. In fact, Jeff was just here over the last few weeks for his mother Chloe's funeral. Scott and Valerie Payne, so many others. Walk down that missions hallway behind me sometime and, and do so leisurely. Pause, look at all the pictures of those who have served in, in long-term and short-term missions efforts. Long-term and short-term, they serve. These are missionaries you know. When they heard God's call, they responded, Here am I, send me. And God did. When I heard God's call to ministry, I thought he must have the wrong number. I was just a, an Oklahoma country boy, so shy I couldn't look up for my shoelaces. But I said, God, if you're sure, here I am. Send me, use me however you can. God sent me first to Texas, now to Tennessee. And I've been able to go so many other places as well. I've had the privilege of preaching Christ on four continents on planet Earth. The Owens, the Carters, the Clarks, Florine Miller, myself especially, all ordinary missionaries, every last one. You might say, well, yeah, Pastor, I know, but you know, I haven't gone any farther than Knoxville all year long. Listen, it can be harder to go across the street to share Jesus with someone than it is to go across an ocean to share Jesus with someone. You live in the middle of a mission field, a mission field that is growing more challenging by the day. And it's, it's, it's difficult to approach those people we know and, and live with because they know us, they see how we live. They know we don't always wash the car when we should and we don't trim the hedges as often as maybe we might. And, and they see that we're ordinary people. And it, it intimidates us. But those are just the kind of people God is looking for to serve as missionaries to those across the street. 
If you have the ears to hear Him this morning, you can hear God asking, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? He's not looking for someone special either. Ordinary folks like us will do. So, how about it? Are, are you hearing His voice today? Will you respond, Here am I, Lord. Send me. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. You think you're ordinary, but you can be extraordinary because of the work of God in and through you. All of these people I've mentioned, ordinary missionaries. But we revere them because God turned them into extraordinary missionaries. God can do the same with you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we recognize that none of us is worthy of speaking for you in any context, in any fashion. But God, we, we identify with Isaiah who, who cried out, Woe is me, I am a man of unclean lips, living in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Isaiah was sinful as well. But because he confessed that, you cleansed him and you called him. And in gratitude for all you'd done for him, he responded, Here am I, Lord, send me, I will go. I pray, God, that we might experience the same thing ourselves. We recognize our sinfulness, the ordinary nature of who we are. I pray, God, that we would confess our sins to you, receive your forgiveness, and respond to your call. The very first missionary, the most significant primary missionary you sent to us was your son Jesus. Scripture tells us in the fullness of time you sent forth your son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. May we receive that redemption that He brings to us and may we follow His example in carrying it to others, whether it's next door or on the other side of the world. God, make it so in our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, there are 